You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is our special Star Wars Celebration Orlando recap episode. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. What's up, Star Wars fans? What's up, Mike? It's good to be back into the Rebels Podcast here, and we're going to talk about not only Rebels, but hey, it's Star Wars. Me and Mike, we love Star Wars. So we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that came yeah. out of this obviously huge weekend of news. But, uh, Mike, we're going to start it off with Rebels, right? Yeah, let's start it off with Rebels. And let's start off with the biggest piece of news, I think, to come out of Star Wars Celebration. Um, and I, I, that is the fact that Star Wars Rebels will be ending in Season mm. 4. So I, uh, I tweeted right as it happened, like right as that announcement was made. Boy, do I hate being right all the time. I, <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I. There it is. It's 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 going to be all over after this season. Um, I had a pretty good feeling that was going to be the case. Um, yeah. That it it really really seemed like. Uh, okay, so two things. A. They were stretching for time in season three. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was pretty obvious. And uh, and as a matter of fact, on the live stream at one point, Andy Gutierrez was interviewing Dave Filoni, and they talked about filler episodes. So it was on, I saw it on the Sunday stream. I don't know if it happened before then, because they, they would like replay interviews and stuff. But um, see if you can find that on the Sunday stream. It was, it's, I think it was like just after one of the panels. Um, but I, I, that was pretty obvious that they were that they were filling for time with with some of those episodes. And then the other part of it is like like this series has a shelf life, and I I believe yeah, I yeah. said when it started, uh, there's no way this goes longer than five seasons, right? And I and and you know what? The interesting thing is that uh, that first season, if you remember back, if you remember back that first original season was uh how many episodes i want to say 13 
The it first, was, like the first season. Yeah, the first. Yeah, season well, we, yeah, it was it was thirteen, but you know, you yeah. had those five quick, you had those four quick shorts, and you had yeah. the thirteen episode actual yeah. uh, season. Yeah, or fi- yeah. I mean fifteen, but a couple of them were double episodes. Double episodes. Yeah, but yeah thirteen. Yeah. yeah. So so when you look at that, and then you look at the fact that the last two seasons have been uh, twenty two. Um, I think what that tells you is actually that like I, I think that their game plan originally may have been to do five seasons, but to do them shorter. Um, mm-hmm. And that there's about a half a season's worth of nonsense in season three because they decided, oh, we're going to we're going to, uh, you know, switch this up and, and do and do a longer season. So right. I think that I think that's what's going on there. I think that's what happened, um, and I think that's why it's going to be ending in season four and not season five. So I think that my original estimate was pretty spot on. I think I was pretty close. I think I was pretty close. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. if they had been about like that that thirteen to fifteen episode um, count, um, and you take out all of the god awful episodes from season three, uh, I'm being I'm. I'm being way harsher than I should be. It's actually not that bad. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, I there, there were a couple of snoozers in season three that felt like they were kind of buying some time. They were stretching some stories out. Um, and there were definitely some instances where they split episodes in two so that, you know, like they had a little bit more time to play with stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so Star Wars Rebels coming to an end at the end of this next season. So this time next year we'll be all done. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that doesn't mean that Matt and I will be all done. We'll be on to whatever the next thing is, and and uh, we're going to talk about some of that towards the end yeah. of the episode. But I, I sort of in our third act. But Star Wars Rebels uh, closing up. Uh, how do you feel about it, Matt? So I I heard that, and and to be honest, I wasn't shocked. I thought that was the right thing to do. And here's the thing. Check this out. Clone Wars, it almost felt like watching that panel, and we'll talk about the panel too, that I got the sense that Filoni was, for lack of a better term, he was kind of pissed that Clone Wars got pulled from him before he had a chance to end that. Because you look at some of the animatics and the stuff they were planning to do, I think he was really excited about the stuff they were going to bring in. I mean, geez, they got that. We're going to see how Boba Fett got his dent in his helmet with his classic yeah. uh, face-off with Cad Bane. I mean, come on. So I think he was pretty upset about that. But they said, hey, let's roll you into this new series. Uh, And they had a clear – he had a clear vision. And like he said in that panel, I get to end it how I want it to end. You know, I know this going into it. So I'm happy about that. I'm glad it's doing the four because here's the thing also. Like we're in in this small space of time that you can't go – I mean how are you going to go more than one more season? You know what I mean? So – and, and he also said in that panel that you're not going to see Scarif. You're not going to see any of that Jedi. I mean, this is going to be brought down to, I think, Mike, when you go back to the beginning of this this series um, and we got introduced to the orphan Ezra and, you know, here comes the ghost crew and they pick this guy up. And then it's about this is going to be about the story of, of I think, Lothal and how it how it relates yeah. to Ezra somewhat. And you got all these other characters in there. We know Hera's going to make it. Uh, probably, obviously, Chopper makes it. Um, but I, uh, what do you think, Mike? I mean, I, it sounds like, to me, that's what this particular story 
this little batch of four seasons of, of Star Wars saga story right here is going to be about the battle for Lothal because they're not going to, like I said, they're not going to Jeddah. They're not going to Scarif to show you. They were, even though they were in the movie, Rogue One, right? The ghost was there. This particular show is about Ezra and him maybe liberating or somehow dealing with Lothal. What do you think? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That That's that's exactly where I'm at with it. Um, th- this is... It's Ezra's story. And, and uh, right. Dave yeah. Filoni actually said that at one point um, in that interview that I was talking about. Uh, and it, yeah, like this is, this is Ezra's story. Like it's, it is, you know, we were introduced with him and I think we're going to go out with him as well. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. that's really the way that it's meant to be. Uh, and, and I think that's yeah, fine. Yeah. And I think the way that Freddie Prince was talking about things, um, obviously Kanan is not going to make it out. I, uh, uh, he was, he was talking a lot about where Kanan's at at the beginning of the season and relating it to Obi-Wan in A New Hope and mm-hmm. uh, and how Obi-Wan knows when it's ready, when it's time for him to make his sacrifice. And I think I've been saying for quite a while, that is Kanan's character, right? He, uh, he's, that is how he will go out. I mean, he almost did at the end of season one, for goodness sake. Like, like right. he, he just about gave his life for the rest of the team then. Um, and he would have gladly, right? But... But obviously, that's not the way things play out. But yeah, like like that 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 the trailer itself and the mm-hmm. audio in the trailer, uh, it lends itself to that sort of finality. Um, the way that Hera is talking, and you know, never thought it would end like this, that sort of thing. Um, I don't think that the majority of our heroes are going to make it out of this unscathed. Mm-hmm. And the other part is when Kanan says, you know, like, this is what we were meant. This is why we were, this is why we're Jedi. This mm-hmm. is what we're supposed to be here for. And I think that, look, we're going to talk a lot about this idea, but what what is the common thread amongst the Jedi who attain enlightenment, Right. Uh, it is that complete and utter detachment from the physical world and the right. understanding that the force is so much bigger. And, uh, and, and, and like I, Kanan, Kanan is there. Like he's saying like, this is what, this is why we are Jedi. This is why the force put us here was to liberate Lothal and that's it. And it's, I think that there's a really interesting element to that which is that, you know, like, at the end of the day, what's the Force? In terms of, like, sort of a meta-narrative of Star Wars. The Force is, it's, it's, it's George, uh, it's Dave, it's JJ, it's Ryan Johnson, it, it will be Colin Trevorrow, it's Kathleen Kennedy, it's the story group, it's all of us, right? It, uh, it, it, it surrounds us and penetrates us and binds the galaxy together and and that (laughs) force is what pushes the narrative forward right and so when you think about the force in that way and you think about the narrative in this really meta sense of the narrative when when you don't just think about it you think about the narrative as an actual um like conscious sentient 
being and not just the way that the story is being told. Uh, mm-hmm. Then then you can look at it and say, like, okay, the reason why Ezra and Kanan exist as Jedi is simply to tell this story. And when this story ends, those Jedi don't exist anymore because they don't have any reason to, right? And I think that, that, I, I think that will hold true for Kanan. I don't know if that'll hold true for Ezra. Ezra might, like this story might end and we might be very surprised to learn that Ezra is still on Lothal. And that um, as the, the events of, of the original trilogy unfold, Ezra is still on Lothal. Um, mm-hmm. And perhaps he's a leader of some sort and perhaps, uh, you know, he goes into hiding, you know, like, but regardless, his time will be over. Um, and then I think, you know, maybe down the road, there might be an opportunity for, for that character to come back along with another character from uh from the clone wars Um, oh yeah and uh and and so like there there are there are a lot of things going on and as yoda says always in motion is the future uh Mm. so you know obviously our opinions on this will will continue to evolve as we get more information but you know i obviously we haven't seen the last of ahsoka I think after this weekend, <laughs> I think after yeah. that this weekend, yeah. that much is clear. I uh, yeah. whether or not that those stories take place in the future or if they take place in the past, I don't know. But it is very clear that we haven't seen the last of Ahsoka. That is a character who, um, I think, I think more than any other character in the animated realm, um, Ahsoka has a status alongside any of the prequel characters for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I would say, you know, rivaling some of the, the sequel characters um, and, uh, and, and, and approaching the level of some of those original trilogy characters. Certainly some of the, like, like I would put Ahsoka on the same level as Lando. Right. Oh, easily. Yeah. Right. And Lando is like one of the main dudes. Like he's there right at the end on Endor in that last shot. I would put Ahsoka at the same level as Wedge. Right. If not more like Ahsoka in in terms of like actual canon storytelling is a way more important character than Wedge and has um, sort of taken the hearts of of so many people. I just can't imagine that they're that they're ready to put that character aside so so i think that we're going to see that and i don't think that that these characters from star wars rebels once this story is told i don't think that they'll be gone either i think there's there's two things and it's a dichotomy they're kind of the opposite but at the end of the at the end of the day i think that they're pretty closely tied it's a very small galaxy you know Mm -hmm. uh our rebels have run into lando they've run into leia they've run into all sorts yeah. of characters, Hondo, right? Luke. Ahsoka, Luke, yeah, Obi Wan, S- sort of, sort of, sort yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, you know, like 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 these paths have all crossed. Um, and going back to what I was saying about Kanan, you know, like that's the will of the Force, and that's that's us, you know, like that's that's the creators, that's the fans, that's everybody sort of wanting that to be the situation. But um, it's also a very big galaxy. And there's a lot of stories to tell, and they're kind of all over the place. And, and you never know, obviously, as we've learned, where Hera is going to pop up. 
uh, Warren yeah. Chopper is going to pop up and whoever else makes it out of this. Right. So, so with this being the last season, you know, uh, uh, there were a lot of things teased there. There was, uh, there's certainly a lot of talk of Mando. Um, we were oh, right yeah. on the money. Bo-Katan is going to be a very important player in the, in the ongoing story of, of star Wars rebels. Um, and I think that that much was, was perfectly clear at the end of season three. Um, when Sabine says, you know, like now it's time for you to repay the favor. Uh, the rebel Alliance is going to have to help, uh, uh, clan Ren. And, uh, and that's going to involve hooking up with, with Bo-Katan's, uh, segment of death watch whatever mm-hmm. if they're still called death watcher if they're if there's something else um but yeah it's obvious that that's going to be a very big part of the part of the story but i the other stuff you know i i we we've seen a lot with um with hera going into this next season i think they i think actually it might be end up being sort of the story being left in her hands and if you kind of go back if you go back to to really the the chronologically the first piece of star wars rebels that we have it's a new dawn right mm-hmm. and and a new dawn is uh somewhat from from Hera's point of view it's somewhat from from kanan's point of view um but there's definitely like Hera has the the agency in that story and I think that, you know, once this this story is kind of done with Lothal, I think that's the way it'll go back. Um, mm. And and Hera will be this character that, that kind of continues on. I think it's one of the reasons why she's been sort of the one that's been pulled out as, as like, like well, she's in Rogue One. She's going to be in Forces of Destiny uh, in, mm-hmm. in the time of Return of the Jedi, right? Like, um, <laughs> she's... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Hera post-Return of the Jedi, possibly even a mention or some sort of reference uh, in in The Last Jedi. That wouldn't surprise me at this point, because Hera has become such a, such a lasting figure in the Rebellion, and I think a really important figure within the Rebellion, sort of on the level of, you know, the other generals like Dodonna and Riken and and, uh, and, and General Maydeen and those characters, right? She's... she's definitely risen through the ranks and 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 made her name um, right so i think that we're going to see a little bit more of that and how that comes to pass and how how she takes on that leadership because i think like like what the thing about the end of season three is that um this is the beginning of open war between the rebellion and the empire it's not it's not the moment right but what happened on Adelon, I think, is the inciting incident that that forms the rebellion that we see in Rogue One. Um, I think that had had Adelon not gone down the way it did, and and Thrawn and whatever's going to happen in season four, I don't think that we would have had that as coherent a group as we had in Rogue One. Um, and obviously, you know, by the end of Rogue One, it's even more so. But what's gone on already has really set the stage for for the original trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and Hera's been such an integral part of that. 
Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like it just it it felt like we kind of touched on each and every character in the trailer. Obviously, like you kind of did oh, on yeah. on the main the main heroes. The only one that I think is kind of getting left out is Zeb. Um, but that might just be the nature of the way that trailers get done, right? That's just in the production order. Those are the first few episodes are ready to go. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So that's what they're going to pull all of these images from. It's going to be from like the first four or five episodes. Uh, right. And then we'll have other stuff coming on. But, but um, yeah, Zeb, yeah, Zeb feels to me like the only one that's really kind of getting the short shrift in the trailer. Uh, everybody else <laughs> yeah. kind of has their moments and, and it looks like, but you know, like I think we kind of already know Zeb's fate. I think, I think Zeb, Zeb goes to, to, uh, kind of live off on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Lasan. Lasan. Yeah. yeah. The, the new Lasan that they discovered. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, I mean, that's obviously, I think where he's going to end up, um, mm-hmm. Man, how great would it be to get a Lasat in like the Han Solo movie or the Last <laughs> Jedi or something? I think yeah. they got to do it. They have to do a live it. action one. Yeah. yeah, it would be so yeah. good. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. The, uh, well, I was gonna say that you we're talking about this ending of this series, and yeah, like like you said and I've said, it it makes a lot of sense, and I think a lot of people are, are okay with that because they know that this thing, this last season, sounds like it's gonna be just full on wrapping up stories and there's not going to be a lot probably not going to be a lot of episodes we're going to be looking at back and going oh that wasn't that really didn't mean much it seems like every single one of these is probably going to be something serious and i even saw something online and this is not by any means um confirmed yet but it was going to be a shorter season i don't know if you heard that i don't know if that came out of celebration i don't remember it come out of the panel or anything but there was a website that was reporting that it was going to be 15 episodes uh, that I hasn't been I didn't confirmed yeah, I haven't heard that either, so just take that with a grain of salt. But um, let's, uh, as far as the panel, though, uh, that's kind of how we ended the panel was that bomb shock, you know, kind of a bomb, but a, a lot of us kind of knew that was coming. Um, but a, a fantastic panel, though. I mean, I watched the whole thing, streamed it here at home, everything went fine. Um, the cast was great, the fans were fantastic, all the love they gave these guys. And uh, did you, speaking of Ahsoka, too, did you uh, happen to notice the shirt? Everybody's been talking about his shirt, uh, how he changed from Ahsoka lives question mark to Ahsoka lives uh, exclamation point. Did you notice that? Yeah, I, I didn't notice it during the panel. I did notice everybody's um, everybody's tweets and stuff after the fact. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that was a big that was big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why I kind of say, you know, like, obviously, we're not done with Ahsoka. Um, there's more stories to tell with that character. So, yeah. yeah. So we got the trailer. Um, yep. We got the trailer, Mike. So I don't know if uh, I have it here. If you it want to take a, a quick story. listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go for it. It was a simple story about a boy who was lost and a girl who was broken. They fought alongside a survivor a war veteran, and a fallen knight. I led them into battle against an evil so terrible it tried to black out the stars. We fought for each other. We fought for those who could not. 
but we never imagined it would end like this. This is a time of difficult choices. Sometimes impossible ones. As long as we're together, we've got a chance. At least we'll go down fighting. All paths are coming together now. It's time to get to work. We are the balance, Ezra. We were meant to be Jedi so we could be here now. When Lothal needs us most. May the Force be with you. So there it was. That's the trailer. I mean, it starts off, Mike, obviously, uh, with the great kind of voiceover from <laughs> from Hera. And I think Dave, as I think I read that he was going to use Kanan, but I mean, all the stuff you previously said about uh, Hera, Mike, he, he decided to use Hera because she is kind of like the uh, matriarch, obviously, of this of this group. And it just felt right for her to do this voiceover. And it was perfect. Then we got, obviously, all these new shots. Um, we could talk about that. And, and I'll say on this trailer, like... I thought it was a great trailer. I don't think it was um, as good as some of the past, you know, season coming up trailers. And I don't think it had to be. And I'm not, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say like I'm disappointed in the trailer. I think that they're saving some big time stuff for us later on in this season. Mm -hmm. And again, this is one of those trailers where I think they're showing us some of the stuff that's happening in the beginning of the season. Like they all, they've done this a lot with Clone Wars and, and, and Rebels before Mike, you've mentioned this a lot of times. So I don't. I think they're saving some really big stuff for us. And I, although it was a fantastic trailer, I don't think it was as good as some of the other trailers we've seen. But like I said, doesn't have to be. Gave us just like I said, this great voiceover, the the feels that you got from this trailer, like just the weight of it, knowing that this is the last season, um, kind of made you look at this trailer in a different light. But uh, we'll talk about all the stuff we saw in it. But just overall. Um, Really excited about it, man. Like I said, I think we're I think we're in for a great season and some super big reveals that we didn't get in this trailer. So, what did you think of the trailer, Mike? Yeah, I thought it was a great trailer. I thought it was really well put together. Um, you know, the, obviously the next season's going to be crazy. Um, finishing up all these storylines and <clears throat> tying up all the loose ends and stuff. So, there's just so many cool things in it. The the wolves, the X-Wings, I, yeah. I obviously saw the Mandalorian stuff looks really great. Um, the one thing in that trailer that, that I find like kind of conspicuously absent is anything with Thrawn, right? He's, he's mentioned, right, in that opening monologue part, but then the actual stuff that we've seen from season four, don't think that we've seen anything that, that really directly involves Thrawn, and I, I think that's very interesting. Hmm. Um, I thought we did see him real quick in the trailer. Didn't well, we? we see him, right? But that's all kind of in oh, the but preamble no. yeah. part, right? Because everything that right. she talks yeah. about at the beginning, pretty much up until that was all we see him. Seasons. Yeah, yeah, was all was all from seasons one through three, right? So yeah. I, I like it. It just like there was nothing. That, it didn't look like there was anything really particularly new with Thrawn in in the trailer so so that's i find that interesting and i think that what we're going to discover 
is that um, is that Thrawn has to answer for his failure at Adalon. Um, I think the Emperor yeah. expects Thrawn to to wipe out any rebels that he comes across, and here's a group oh, of rebels. Yeah, oh man. That I managed to that. elude his capture, right? So I think wow. that I think Thrawn's going to have to answer for that, and I think that we're going to discover. Um, I mean, like I, I think two things are going to happen. First off, we're going to have to like the the rebels are going to have to find a new base, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be a big part of of what happens when they come back, and I think that we're going to discover that a lot of them have have just sort of splintered off into other groups. And uh, and that's why we're gonna go to Yavin to to the Masasi group. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and then I think that the other major part of this the season when when it, when it comes back is gonna be the Mandalorian stuff and those right. the wolves and and uh, Bo-Katan and um, we see some shots of Mandalore itself. I think all that stuff is going to be is going to be. Um, very early on in the season, if not yeah. like the first couple right. episodes. And and you know what I think? Like, I don't know. Either they're going to cram a lot into individual episodes or we're going to get some arcs. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Star Wars Rebels is going to start to look a little bit more like the Clone Wars in this final yeah. season, which is what, what we kind of been asking for. Um, I, that's how I feel. That's, that's sort of just watching the trailer. That's the feeling that I get. But mm. I... I you know the the standout moment the number one on my hit list is okay. uh, is that hot callus. <laughs> they uh, they talked That's about funny. it on the, on the panel oh, before yeah. we got the trailer and uh, that was great and huh? and, uh, and and like you guys all know that callus has become one of my favorite characters. I, I love that character. I just love that he's transformed from a from a villain from just this disgusting, despicable villain in season one to one of our heroes. Um, and I I I don't think that they had any idea that that's what they were gonna do with that character. I think it kind of surprised them as much as it surprised us. Um, yeah. So it goes to show as much as they plan, you can't plan for everything. I. But yeah, I I, uh, I I just love that new design. It's exactly what I was hoping for. Is like I just wanted to kind kind of see the guy uh, let his hair down, <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> really? what yeah. he's done, right? And uh, and he's got that he's got that uniform very similar to um, to that that jerk commander guy in uh, in Rogue One. Rogue That's, One, yeah, yeah, uh, it's like the same jacket and and pants. I don't know if it's the same shirt, but but yeah, it's very similar. And uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's he's I if I had to guess, he's he's joined um, Rebel Intelligence, right? Because mm-hmm. that's sort of his because um, he was part of the 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 ISB, um, which is basically Imperial Intelligence. So so yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be helping the rebels strike back against the empire and, and uh who knew who knew that 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 guy with the bow staff fighting zeb with the with the roman helmet <laughs> in season yeah. one yeah. that he would turn out to be like integral for the survival of the rebellion um, yeah you know going back to that episode where 
I think we all thought, I mean, at least a lot of us thought after watching that episode, man, we think that he's going to turn and ultimately he did. And to see him, like you said, in this trailer, the way he looked out, man, it was so, it was so great. The crowd, I was watching the live stream and the crowd went crazy when he uh, appeared, you know, with his new cool, uh, long hair and all that, you know, so it was, it was really funny and actually really cool to see. I, I want to go back to what you said just a second ago. Like I'm kind of blown away right now. Cause I'm thinking, man, could we see the end of Thrawn in this series? Like they bring him in and kill him off right away. And by the hands of either the emperor or Darth Vader for, like you said, his failings of maybe what happens here. I don't know. That's, that's crazy to think, but wow. What would they, what if they went that far? Uh, Cause Filoni didn't mention anything. He said, I was trying to think what he said about Darth Vader. He said something about he's not going to say if he's going to enter or not. I think that was how he how it was put. Maybe not on the panel, but in an interview. Um, he said something about that. He said he didn't. He refused to comment on the return of Darth Vader in season four, but did offer the tidbit that Thrawn is back, obviously, uh, and more confident for it than ever. So, man, what a story! How crazy would it end like that? I'd love to see Vader back, of course, but I don't expect it. Um, I think a lot of us thought, Mike, and maybe you did too, hearing Tira Sakaar talk about somebody coming into this series. I think everybody was on the same page with Boba Fett there. I don't know. You on the same page with that? I think so. I think we're getting heavy into the Mandalorian stuff, and I think it's hard It's hard not to. And obviously Dave has untold stories, right? And one of the things yeah. he's been talking about a lot is that um, is that that Rebels has kind of been his opportunity to go back and and finish some of those un, untold stories uh, mm-hmm. yeah so so i think yeah. i i think that that's a safe bet i don't know i don't know that that he's gonna intersect necessarily with too much of the actual mandalorian stuff because i don't know that boba has a lot of claim to to that i mean first of all he's not even really mandalorian he's a clone mm-hmm. um yeah so i don't know we'll see we'll see where, where he what goes you- in but yeah. What do you think about Thrawn, though? What do you think about Thrawn, though? Because like this is a pretty major character, really high up in the Empire, of course. Um, and to see this series end and nothing happen with that character, like what, like what do you do with that? You know, like he just if for let's just say nothing happens and he ends up flying away on a ship or something as yeah. Lothal gets freed or something, like why would you do that? I mean, what, where are you going to see him again? I'm obviously probably not going to see him again in any of the new stuff. Um, most likely. So did they, did they bring him in just to have a great villain to, to kind of battle in this last season? I mean, you think that's possible? Yeah. I don't think that Thrawn makes it out of Star Wars Rebels either. Um, I think I'd, really? be, surpri- okay. I'd be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause I think like they, I don't think that the rebels can score a major victory at Lothal, but they have to do something in order to be left alone, right? Um, well, they got to blow up that Tie Defender factory, right? I mean, yeah, that's for sure. Because we said we well, actually yeah. we saw the Tie Defenders in in the uh, in the promo, which is nice in the trailer, right. which is mm-hmm. nice because because uh, I think we were all sitting there during the uh, the season finale, going, "When do the Tie Defenders come into this?" Because they seem yeah. like a pretty big deal, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see with that stuff as well. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah. And of course they introduced, um, Warwick Davis came onto the stage and he is voicing a character named Rook from, he's the bodyguard of, uh, Thrawn. Mm-hmm. So bringing in more characters, of course he was from, uh, the, the kind of like the trilogy that 
got all this stuff started, all this uh, legend stuff started. So I'm interested to see that uh, and see him come in. And obviously, uh, I think they brought him out and they kind of said, hey, look, you're going to get a new character. But I think this is all just a misdirect to uh, to kind of blow us away later on the season with whoever they bring in, whether it's maybe Boba Fett or Vader or something like that, or the Emperor. Love to see the Emperor. Uh, that'd be cool, too. So I, I think, think again, I think we'll get an appearance from the Emperor. I think we'll get an appearance yeah. from the Emperor by the end of the season. Um, yeah. And I think I think that that because, you know, I was kind of mentioning the stuff with Thrawn. I that's what I expect to happen is mm-hmm. sort of that that sort of Thrawn getting dressed down by. Uh, I don't know. I kind of envision a scene where I. Uh, they've been talking a lot about vader's castle and i would love to see thrawn summon to vader's castle Mm. and for him to have like sort of a showdown with vader where vader's like like you know you couldn't get the job done and and thrawn sort of talking down to vader and being like oh really like what what exactly are you going to do? You're just the emperor's lapdog sort of thing. And Vader go like, Oh, you don't have to answer to me. And then mm-hmm. he just kind of turns and walks away and Thrawn's like, Oh, and then you just see the giant emperor head. Right. Like I can just picture <laughs> that in the same location from, uh, from rogue one, right. That yeah. same sort of like that, that platform. And he's, and then like over the, chasm you just get like this giant palpatine head that's just like you know like i expect more from you thrawn and that sort of thing it's like that i don't have a lot of aliens in my uh in my <laughs> yeah. empire i i expect the ones that i do have to be there for a reason that sort of thing because because i feel like that hasn't really like that it has to have repercussions his failure to defeat the rebels on adalon and moreover, like stop rebellion entirely, I. Uh, it's gonna have to. It, he, you know, he's he must check himself before he wrecks himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that that reckoning is gonna come. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it'll happen off screen or on screen, but now that I've said all that, if it doesn't happen, there's gonna be disappointed people. So <laughs> that's the power I, mean, I have as uh, as a podcaster yeah. is to come up with these great pitches and then watch as they don't happen. But well, it's crazy now that when you think about it. Like this season has got to end. I mean, look at all the stuff that has to be wrapped up with the Ghost Crew and Thrawn. You got all this stuff going on and Lothal and. It's like wow, this is going to be a it's it's, it's got to be a pretty crazy season to, have to try to wrap all that up. I mean, and and look at some more, uh, some of the characters coming back. I mean, Mon Mothma's coming back, Saw Gerrera's coming back. Uh, we're going to see Bo Katan again. We're going to see, like I said, Rook is coming in with Warwick Davis. Katie Sackhoff's doing the voice of Bo Katan, of course. And, and I love the fact that they got again um, Forrest Whitaker and Genevieve O'Reilly to to come back and and do those the voices again. It just it's just that little extra that always I appreciate when they do that, and especially the actors to stick around, stick around and do that. I'm sure they all did it in one session, you know. Like, here's what we got coming up for the next two seasons, and they did that when they were doing Rogue One and all that. But that's cool. I love to see that. That's uh, just that. Like I said, just that little thing, little extra stuff that always kind of surprises me, and I, I love that when they do that. So, a lot of new character, a lot of old characters coming back. I wonder. I wonder if we're gonna see. Uh, you know, Hondo, I don't know. You know, it's, it sounds like, I guess he could make an appearance. Um, but, mm-hmm. but we'll see. 
uh, another favorite character of ours too. So, um, yeah, trailer, great trailer. Uh, the panel, fam, great panel. I loved it. It was uh, one of those, one of those ones where you kind of left. You're like, there's just kind of a little bit of sadness. You see Tira Sakar, she was kind of crying. knowing this is like their last celebration where they're going to be talking about new stuff. Um, so, uh, kind of bittersweet, you know. Got some great stuff, but then also found out that uh, that was it. But Filoni did say that uh, he's not done in animation. So that kind of kind of opens the waters, Mike, to uh, what are we going to see next from 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 Lucasfilm and, and Disney Animation? So mm-hmm. uh, you want to you want to save that? You want to transition to that? No, now no, or no. Let's that? let's talk about that. So okay. Um, we asked you guys uh, on the Facebook page and uh, in the Thunderquack podcast, uh, it, sorry, the Thunderquack Network uh, Facebook group, the Patreon group, uh, what you guys think is coming next. And uh, yeah, I think I think pretty unanimously people want to see a story that takes place between six and seven. Um, <laughs> yeah, and sure. that would be my guess as well. I and that's what so. Let's just read a couple of these. Uh, Kevin Isaacs says yeah. something between four or five, four to five or six to seven seems likely. They seem to love filling in the three-year gap between four and five, so it wouldn't surprise me at all. With the fan outcry for more material between Jedi and Awakens, this would also make sense, especially after the Battlefront trailer. I would really like some Old Republic stuff or wishful thinking, a young Anakin and Obi-Wan show between one and two. Heck, even a Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan show would be fun. Would you guys like to see any animated adaptations of the books? So in terms of the books, like, no. The only air, mm-hmm. the only thing that I would like ad- adapted from, from sort of existing stuff is um, the Brian Daly Han Solo trilogy. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but we're getting the Han Solo live action movie. Right. And so, like, yeah. I, I think that that area will be off limits. Um, but those are my favorite Star Wars books. So, um, uh, of course, I would love to see something like that. But but it's never going to happen. That's totally pie in the sky. I I absolutely expect it to be either between six and seven, or to be um, Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic. Th- those are the two areas mm, that I think that they have to play with at the moment. But um, yeah, Jeffrey Beaumont just just writes really simply from an Imperial point of view. That, that would be interesting. I think we're kind of already oh. getting that with Battlefront, so I don't know that we're going to get any more of that. True. Um, yeah, And true. I just don't think, I, you yeah. know what, like an Imperial point of view, like that's, that is great for a film. Uh, that is great for a novel, a video game, something a little bit more adult. But the shows have to, TV shows have to be kid-focused, um, these, these animated shows. Um, they don't have to be. Um, obviously, you know, you can do something more mature with animation, but that's not what Lucasfilm does with animation. Um, the, the, the animated stuff has been used as basically a recruitment tool to bring on new Star Wars fans, right? So um, whatever it is, it, I think it will be very kid-friendly. Um, <clears throat> that's not to say that it won't have its, its adult moments like both Clone Wars and Rebels do. But it'll certainly be in the vein of those two. I think it'll probably end up being something that's a little bit of a mix of the two, tone-wise. Um, but the era is kind of the thing that's up in the air. Um, and Jeff yeah. Jeff Stray writes probably something between six and seven. 
that hmm. shows the rise of the First Order. I would love a Luke Skywalker story that takes place between those times with Mark Hamill voicing him since he's already a voice actor. So that is, I mean, like, that is my guess. Um, and that's kind of my my dream, is that whatever is happening next is... Uh, you know, Luke, Han, Leia, they're all in it, but they're not the main characters. They show mm-hmm. up from time to time the same way that we've kind of seen Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and, and uh, you know, General Dodonna and Lando. And, like, these characters pop in and out on, on Rebels, but they're not the main characters. Um, the main characters, I would like to see Ahsoka. I'd like to see Ezra. I would like to see... Uh, uh, ben Solo and I'd like to see the other uh, new generation of Jedi um, mm-hmm. I expect that there's a few Jedi kicking around the galaxy that Luke will collect in order to create his new Jedi Order and the thing that I think is really great about that is that that series basically ends with all those characters dying so we don't even have to ask the question of like what's gonna happen what happens to ahsoka what happens to ezra what happens to blah 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 and obviously that you still have room for some of those characters to come back but uh or not necessarily come back but like make it out of that but i think that you have a pretty definitive answer for what happened to a lot of these characters post return of the jedi and before the force awakens um Mm. And I think that like there's a there again we're gonna talk about it we're getting there we're almost there the the it's time for the Jedi to end and I think they they we need the first part of that story we need to know why Luke feels that way and I mm-hmm. think that the only way we're gonna get that is if we eventually get that story and I would love for Mark Hamill to voice that and I think that the way that you do that is like. Luke is the the fortune cookie, right? You remember the fortune cookies from Clone Wars that would open every oh, episode, yeah. right? They, you right. know, some wise words. I think that like you, op- like every episode opens and closes with a lesson, and that lesson is coming from Luke Skywalker, and uh, and that way we get sort of this, you know, like and you just call it like Jedi Academy or something like that, right? And I, I, I think that that would be absolutely perfect. Um, and you tell that story. And we see Ben Solo as a hero on his way to the fall, right? Um, and he does, like, the thing about Kylo Ren is that, like, we don't know. We really don't know what the deal is there. And, you know, he's not totally fallen as much as he's conflicted, right? Right. And, you know, yeah. introducing Snoke and introducing what that means and, and, and who he is and where he's come from. Because I think that a lot of the answers to these questions are coming in The Last Jedi. Um, and I also yeah, don't, think, yeah. I don't think that we will see this show next fall, um, as in, like, fall 2018. I don't think that we will see this show until fall 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, f- fall 2019 here's a crazy thought this is ridiculous to say out loud by fall 2019 the sequel trilogy will be over right (laughs) right yeah Yeah. because 
because episode nine is May 24th, 2019. I know that because it's my birthday. So I, yeah, I, I think that, you know, like that story is going to be done and it's time for the next story to start. Um, you don't think the they can get a, might actually be a story in between. So you don't think they can get an animated series done by the fall of 2018? I think they can. I don't think that they want to. I think that they probably want to put some distance between the two. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dan, Dan Walsh on Twitter, he says, I want something between six and seven. This is a common thread here. With Luke as the main character, mm-hmm. whether it's him training new Jedi or just him searching Jedi artifacts. So, again, yeah, everybody's, we're talking about this. Even I thought that as well. It's like, man, I want to see, I'm kind of done with the stuff in, in, the, in the OT kind of era. I want to see something new. Yeah. But then you fall into that same, you fall into kind of the same situation you do with having stuff in the, in the OT era is if you do something between six and seven, like I'd love to see how did Ben fall? You know, what happened? What happened with all yeah. that training and, and what's the whole deal with Snoke? But, you know, obviously stuff's going on in seven, eight, nine. So you're into that same kind of trap or whatever you want to call it, where you kind of, by the time, if this, let's just say they're doing this, by the time this comes out, let's say 2019, like you say, Mike, yeah. we're going to know all the stuff that happened in this new sequel trilogy. How is that going to affect us watching something between six and seven? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that would be, ult- that'd be really cool. Other than that, the only thing you can do that we would not have any clue what's going on is like you said, going way back to, to, you know, yeah. The old Republic type stuff and doing something there. And here's here's so, the deal. Here's the deal. I don't want any of your Darth Revan, Darth Bane garbage. Okay, just I'm just gonna put that out there, everybody. <laughs> you can go ahead and send your hate mail to me. I don't want any of that Knights of the Old Republic video game nonsense. Okay, don't give me your Bastila Shans and your, you know. I I didn't play the second one. Whatever is going on in that. That's funny. I don't want any of that garbage. If you're going to give me the old Republic, if you're going to give me the old Republic, I want Ulit Keldroma. I want Nomi Sunrider. I want the good Tales of the Jedi, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Give me that stuff. Give Give me the goods. I want the Jedi before the Jedi Order. Um, I don't want to see another Clone Wars series. We have the Clone Wars already. And mm-hmm. and the old Republic was just a different Clone Wars. That's all it was, right? There were there were troopers, there were Jedi, there were Sith, there were droids, there was whatever, um, dark Jedi and that sort of thing. Like it it was too much of the same. Like you said, mm-hmm. if we're gonna go old Republic, let's go nuts and let's tell stories that have never been told before. Um, and I think that those characters, as they exist in Legends, may be very different from how they exist in in the canon. And so you have an opportunity there to do something completely different. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see that. I would love to see those characters go back and and um, and uh, I, I deal with that stuff. And, and here's the thing, too, about six and seven, mm-hmm. going between those two. Like, if you wanted to do an animated series and, and feature the Jedi order after Return of the Jedi and what Luke was doing, I don't know if that is is 
too big of a story for animation. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's one of those things where like, yeah. nah, I don't know if we want to do that in animation. You know, we might want to do that in a spinoff someday or, or something like that, because that seems like a pretty crazy story of how Ben was seduced by Snoke and all that. Is that something they would want to put in animation or would they rather save that for another type of medium? I don't know, but you that's know what, another though? thing you have to think about. Like, look at the Clone Wars, though, right? Like, when, when mm. you were saying all that stuff about about doing a story, a Jedi Academy story, um, in between 6 and 7, I was just thinking, like, well, what about, what about all, like, we knew where everybody was going to end up by Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith. We knew what was going to happen there. It didn't stop Clone Wars right. from being a great show. Um, and right. I think that w- by virtue of adding new characters and not making Ben the focus, I think that, um, so you say it's too big of a story for animation and I think it's too big of a story for us, for a series of films. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's absolutely like we need that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what what did we learn? What did we learn from the prequels? You can't tell the the story of the fall of an innocent Jedi youngling to you know Darth Vader in mm-hmm. three sto- in three movies. Really, only in two because he doesn't even start in the first movie. Right. It's not really until Attack of the Clones that we start to see it. So for me, it's like. You know, I look back on it and I go, what makes the prequels a million times better and informs that story of Anakin Skywalker and really fixes a lot of the problems in those movies? The Clone Wars did. (laughs) And and so I think, like, let's just skip that first step. Let's go straight to. Let's go straight. To an animated series that just tells that story. I would love to see it. I just wonder if if. Lucasfilm and and Disney think it's too big. Yeah, but no, I would, I would totally love that. I mean, seeing how all that happened, like, oh man, it's crazy to think that. So, if they've learned uh, anything from the past, uh, yeah, a that's what they'll do, and b they should hire me Uh, (laughs) because I'll shepherd that. But I think I think Dave's got it covered. But uh, yeah, so that's what I expect to see. That's what I think is going to happen. So that's that's uh, kind of what we thought and what you guys thought about maybe a new because we know it's coming. It's just what is it yeah. going to be and when are we going to get that kind of information? Um, I guess next uh, we can talk about the other big trailer that uh, debuted. Yes. And uh, actually, I shouldn't say trailer. I'm going to call this a teaser because this was a teaser. teaser. It's totally it was nice. under two minutes. You know, I didn't have a lot of stuff and it was a lot of visuals with some yep. voiceover. Yep. And uh, it's not the same as the Force Awakens trailer. I saw a video about that, and I'm like, oh, it's right? the same thing. It's like it's totally two different things. One's a, one's actually a teaser. Um, you know, I, did you you commented about this too, right? I think I saw. Uh, you said yeah, about well, it I've been re-educating a lot of people online. That video is erroneous. It is false. It is incorrect. Uh, yeah. There is not a single one of the Star Wars, the Force Awakens trailers that matches up with the no. last Jedi trailer. Uh, they're, they're different. They are markedly different. They use a lot of the same visual language and they use a lot of, of very similar techniques uh, because guess what? They're part of the, the same Wars. film series. Um, yeah. Not even just Star Wars, but they're part of the same sequel trilogy. So uh, yeah, they're gonna, there's going to be some similarities in there. But 
the the video that's circulating is as i said erroneous somebody went in and they they cut together a force awakens trailer to match the timing and beats of the last jedi trailer and right. the biggest giveaway that it's just driving me nuts that people are going like well, that's the same trailer you guys it's the same trailer <laughs> again as if that's a bad thing first of all which don't even get me started on that it's not the same trailer because guess who's in it at the end? Luke Skywalker yeah. standing on a flipping cliff. We didn't see that until December, whatever that was, 17th, 2015, when we were sitting in the theater. Uh, right. That video, like that footage was not released prior to the film coming out. The only thing that we saw of Luke before the movie came out was the scene from the force back from from Ray's vision where he he puts his hand on R2's dome that's it right. so yeah like there's a there are several scenes in that fake trailer from that are footage from the movie that were never in trailers so yeah i uh, i i i've been i've been doing my best <laughs> to spread that across yeah I, I hate it when that happens like because yeah. this the, I, it's it feels silly to call it fake news because none of this is news none of it matters we're just talking about star wars but um it drives me nuts because like some idiot decided to put that out there as if it were a real thing and you know like website x picks it up and and puts it out with the headline and then you know website y copy paste the headline rearranges it and posts the same article and this happens over and over and over and over and over again and before you know it that's what happened and there's no convincing people otherwise because i read it on five websites so like, right. really you read it on five websites good for you like if you, if you read the same thing on five bathroom stalls. Would you believe that that person did that thing? I don't know that you would like websites are a dime a dozen. Trust me. I have a dozen, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like yeah. it, uh, it takes nothing to set up a website and uh, copy paste a story into existence. Um, and, uh, and especially if it grabs people's attention and it's a clickbait headline, it's even more likely to happen these days. It just drives me nuts. So do me yeah. a favor, everyone who's listening to this, tell your friends that they're dumb. Tell them that I said that they're dumb. I don't want you to ruin your <laughs> friendships. You don't want to get in trouble, yeah. Yeah. But blame, tell, it, blame it on Mike. Tell go. them that I said that they're dumb and then tell them why I said that and re-educate them and then tell them to tell other people. And uh, most importantly, remember to tell them to come back to www.rebelspodcast.com, download all our episodes, and then send us an email. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you but go. yeah, I so silliness. It is a completely unique trailer with its own tone and and voice. Oh, the and tone, vision. yeah, yeah. It's and it it feels. So I went back and I watched the Force Awakens trailers today as everybody was jabbering on about this nonsense. I watched all three of the, the trailers, the full the the two teasers and the full trailer. And those trailers, the Force Awakens, it was so like exuberant and exciting and just full of hope. And like, you know, like like just think about it. Chewie, we're home. Right. Think about how that makes you feel. 
and then think about it's time for the Jedi to end. <laughs> They're very yeah. different things. These are two different trailers oh, by a man. long totally shot, different right? vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally different. Because um, one was a return to a galaxy far, far away, and I think that this one's looking a lot like the destruction of that galaxy far, far away. Yeah, it's not going to sure. resemble what what we knew before. It's going to be a completely new thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that. That kicked off Friday's uh, festivities was that trailer. And like you said, Mike, it, that totally different vibe. I mean, the Force Awakens trailer for me is, especially that teaser where we saw in Anaheim in 2015. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's one of the best trailers of all time. I'm not talking Star Wars. I'm talking about all, time. all movies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to beat that. This one, I didn't think it matched that level. But it was a totally different tone. Like you said, you definitely got the – the Ryan Johnson vibe of this particular film with, with especially this opening images of, of, of Ray and the, and the rocks that were floating on her hand as she's like hunched over, like probably went through some kind of crazy training. Um, and she's kind of breathing heavy. So starts off with that. And like I said, it's just a totally different vibe. And, and we get to the end, we can talk about some of the stuff we saw on it. We, we heard some, some voiceovers from Yoda um, from uh, I believe it was Anakin and somebody else. Um, uh, well, no, maybe so, oh, Obi Wan. There's a voiceover from Obi Wan. There's a voiceover from Yoda. There's a voiceover from Leia. So Leia, Leia that's in a, the yeah. shot where it's Leia's back and it's help me Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only right. hope. And then when it's the crushed, uh, the crushed Kylo Ren helmet, it's Obi Wan sort of saying, um. Like I don't I don't I can't remember which quote it is. It's something about the dark side. Like that's like that and leads to, to the dark side. Yeah. I think it's I, th- I think it's like, like yeah. The, what is it like? What does he say? Oh my god! In Empire, no, in Jedi, when Luke is taking off and he's and he's warning him about facing Vader. You must do it alone. Um, so I cannot interfere. What do you say about his feelings? Like, don't trust your. Oh, don't yeah. trust your feelings. Yeah, they, right. they, they, uh, something that leads you to that leads to the dark side. I, I can't remember. It's man, I don't know why that's not coming to mind right now. But um, and then <laughs> and then <laughs> over the Yoda part, it's when Yoda's explaining the Force when when oh, when Ray's looking at the book and saying balance, and Yoda's saying like. It's everywhere between you and me, the rock, and even the ship, right? And like, like it's that right. part when he's sort of explaining luminous beings are we that that speech. Um, so those are the those are sort of the whispers in the background that you know crank up your headphones and ruin your eardrums yeah. if you want to. Hear that. <laughs> but it's not really yeah. that important. Just kind of get the idea. Um, yeah. yeah. But but we'll continue with the with what was going on in this trailer. I mean, we, like I said, we got the beginning with with Ray. Uh, we see her training, uh, doing some training on that rock of that far away shot. Uh, it looks like Luke is uh, watching over her as she's uh, as she's training on um, the Octo there. So um, and I, I, it's almost like you have to jump to that end to, to what he's saying because I think that to me that's something that's going to happen in the beginning. Like that's not a big it's either two ways it's not a big thing it's like he's she comes to to see him he's like you know the jedi are dead i i I don't do that anymore i'm hiding out here and she kind of convinces him to to come back or it's 
he's really serious about like the Jedi, the way it is now need to end. That didn't work. Look what happened. Um, and, and he's going to change it. So I, I don't know. You have any theories on where you think it's going to go either one of those ways? I think it's really simple. I think that, that every, uh, few hundred years, the Jedi create these galactic scale conflicts that cause pain and suffering. And then on, on a more personal scale, every generation, uh, there seems to be some sort of tragedy involving Mm -hmm. the Jedi. And it's, you know, like, like without the Jedi, the Sith never exist. And without the Sith, there's less suffering in the galaxy. Right. Right. And so I think that where Luke is at is, is like the Jedi can't rise because if the Jedi rise, you know, like that's balance. Uh, if there are Jedi, there must be Sith. And, and the way that, that the way that the force balanced itself in the clone wars was for Anakin to wipe out all of the Jedi until there were two Jedi and two Sith. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Luke starts to train up a new Jedi order and what comes out of that, the Mm -hmm. Knights of Ren. Right. And so I think like he's looking at this cycle and he's saying, if I train them, they will become this, right? Like it's inevitable that mm-hmm. if the Jedi Order exists, so does whatever force to counterbalance that, um, whether it's the Sith or the Knights of Ren or Snoke or Palpatine, someone, someone always shows up to take advantage of that situation, to, to, um, to grab power. And, and I think that's what he's looking at. That's where Luke is at. And he's saying, like, no, I won't be responsible for it anymore. I won't be a part of it. So I think that's why he says, you know, it's time for the Jedi to end because he's saying, I, no, this is it. It's over. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's 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 my take on it. And I think that what's going to happen is that Ray is going to say to him, like, you're wrong. The Jedi have to rise because the First Order is already there. The Knights of Ren are already out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's the opposite that now the Jedi must rise to meet this this um, this new threat, and I think that's where um, I think people are going to be surprised. I don't think that people see this coming because I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about it. But I'm fairly certain that both Finn and Rose are going to be pulled into that. I, I mm-hmm. at least Rose. Um, because there's just been way too many rumors about Rose being, well, before we even knew her character's name, when it was just, uh, I, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Tran, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we even knew what her character's name was, there were rumors that, that Ray would get there and it would turn out that Luke already has an apprentice, right? And that it that it's that character. And, and, and so I, I think that, I think that must have come from some. It's like, do you remember? Of course, you remember. How could you forget all of the rumors of Luke's hand floating through space, and that <laughs> yeah. being the opening yeah. of the movie? Right. And we all went, "That's ridiculous. That doesn't make it. That's so stupid." And then <laughs> we get to the movie, and it's like, "Oh, I actually see how that could have been." 
Okay, you know, almost well, his lightsaber yeah. does end up being a pretty important part of the story, huh? Interesting. And then after the fact, it was like, oh yeah, that that was that was one of the scripts, that was one of the drafts. Yeah. That's how the movie started, you know, like J.J. Abrams and and Lawrence Kasdan talking about him being like, yeah, yeah, no, that was we were it was just a little bit too grim. We wanted to open the movie a little differently, right? Try and yeah. explain all that, blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> And it's like, so there was truth in that. And I think that there's truth in this, in this rumor about Rose. And I think that Finn, the significance of Finn using the lightsaber twice in The Force Awakens, I don't think that's by accident. Um, Hmm. And the fact that he, like, he kind of manages, right? I mean, is he good? No. Um, Mm -hmm. He's completely untrained. Is he powerful in the Force? I don't think he's powerful. But is he force sensitive? I think that the way that J.J. Abrams talks about it is 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 a little bit different from the way that George talked about it because, you know, we got the whole explanation of midichlorians and blah blah blah. But I think that that J.J.'s interpretation was a little bit more mystical and a little bit more of like you know the force kind of chooses individuals and and um, everybody is connected. How can, how can anybody be completely cut off from the force? No one is, right? So so there must be, like, that's why you would train, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's yeah. the whole purpose is to build that up. And some people are obviously more predisposed, but, um, and and whatever the, the explanation for Ray's predisposition, I think we'll get in The Last Jedi. But, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. we're. I think we might find out that by the end of the movie that Finn and and Rose are also going to become Jedi. That that's yeah. that that's sort of where this is going to be left, and and that there's going to be a new Jedi Order at the end of this film. Um, well, they certainly uh, made a point of introducing her to to everybody and mm-hmm. talking about her character. So obviously, it's got to be somebody fairly important yeah. so we'll see yeah and, and ryan definitely. johnson made mention of her kind of like very, being very similar to luke and that she kind of comes from nothing and becomes this hero and so yeah. i don't know i don't know how connected that that is and how literal that is but we'll see we'll see yeah. i would love to see it i would love to see um returning to a galaxy with multiple Jedi, but I want to see those Jedi be different. I don't want to see the Jedi come back the same way as they were in, in the prequels. I, you know, um, right. I want to see something new, but I want to see, I want to see the new Jedi order. I think (laughs) that's kind of where I, what what I look at and (laughs) I think about, right. I want to see that sort of a vibe. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what we get. Yeah. I kind of skipped to the end, but like going back to some of the yeah. beginning stuff, you know, we hear Luke saying, just breathe. And it seems like he's probably training Ray. Yeah. Um, he says, now just reach out. What do you see? And there's a shot of the pebbles as they float in her hand. And then we get a glimpse of uh, general Organa. She's standing on that holographic star map. And uh, so we go to that. And then the voice, the voice there, where we hear Ray respond to Luke saying light darkness. And we get the breathing of Darth Vader. And then that mask, uh, Obi-Wan says, uh, seduced by the dark side. So that's what he says ah, in the background. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. he zo- so and we get to zoom about- in on the, okay. on the helmet. Yeah. That's, and that was so hard to see. Like the first time I watched a couple of times, I'm like, I don't, I can't understand what the hell I'm looking at. And it at was actually, I, I thought it was the Vader helmet. I thought it was. The- that's what I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it ends up it's, it's actually Ray's smash helmet. So either Ray's. he gets a new helmet or Ray's. he doesn't use it at all. Uh, Ren's, Ray, Ray. <laughs> Ren's helmet, um, which is kind of crazy because, man, I love the look of that, of his, of his helmet, his mask. I mean, man, that thing is cool looking. So to not see him in that again, I'd be kind of bummed um, just because I love the way it looks. And, uh, but who knows, we might not see him in a, in a helmet again. It looks like the one shot we do get of him, you see the scar on his face as he's uh, pointing his, his still has the same lightsaber, which I love. I love that. Uh, and, but here's the thing too, that kind of, everybody's been talking about too, Mike, um, see what you think about this. The erased kind of voiceover continues and she talks about a balance and we get a, a, a close up shot of a set of books, which looks like it's in some kind of a tree. And one of the books has the rebel symbol on it. Could we be looking at maybe the journal of the wills? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not, it's the, the Jedi, like the, that, the, um, like the Jedi path. That's the right. Symbol. It's not the rebel one. It's not the Phoenix. Right. That's no, the, no. Right. Right. Yeah. You're right. That's right. Uh, like on the logo for star Wars, the saga continues. Um, exactly. yeah. So yeah, I, I think so. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, if not, it'll be something very similar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely think that that's uh, that's totally that's totally gonna happen. That's it, that's totally it's gonna, that's gonna be, be yeah, yeah. it's gonna be something to do with the Journal of the Wills, or especially because now the Wills right. are are canon. Yeah, um, yeah. both through the or Clone Rogue Wars One, yeah. as well as Rogue One. Um, it's like okay, yeah, let's uh, let's put a let's put a a name to it in one of the in one of the saga movies, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so I, I think so. I I, th- I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Matt, it's told why by God. And we get the, like I said, the shot of Ray uh, swinging the lightsaber as Luke, I'm assuming Luke, Luke uh, watches on. Then we get to the new planet, which Ryan Johnson tells us it is Crate. Uh, we get that shot of, we see the gorilla walkers in the distance as these, uh, I'm assuming some kind of resistance fighters kind of float in and kind of blow up the sand as they as they uh, kind of fly by. It was kind of a cool scene. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about that's, um, and I've read some things where that's kind of a smoke screen to whatever's coming behind them. I don't know. We'll see it in the movie. Then we get Finn. Hey, we see Finn in some kind of hyperbaric chamber, probably some kind of, you know, uh, not a um, Bacta-type container thing maybe or something like that. Uh, it, so John Boyega referred to it as a Bacta suit. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, okay, he did cool. not during yeah. the not during the panel, but later. Um, I think that that night or the next day, I think it was that night. I think it was Friday night. Uh, Nightline did a, a, a short story, um, and uh, Matt Campbell pointed my pointed me in that direction. So I watched that, okay. and yeah, I, John Boyega refers to it as a bacta suit. Mm-hmm. In that that he's healing from his, oh, okay. cool from the from the damage to his back. Uh, yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, your favorite character, Poe Dameron, running down the hallway with BB-8 as his black custom X-wing looks like it explodes. No, you can't do that, can you? What's up with that? It's toast. Yeah, toast. Jeez. What's Poe gonna do? It's okay because Poe can fly anything. So. Yeah, you see the William Falcon flying, take some shots, and then we get back to Ray, who's running with a lightsaber. Um, that is, can't wait to see that. It looks like she's going into some serious action there. I may, or maybe just training, but I hope it's hopefully it's some kind of action. And then back to uh, Kylo Ren as he kind of sticks his 
a lightsaber through the camera there, and you see you see the scar that he has on the uh, mm-hmm. on the forehead there. So he's obviously recuperated from that uh, from that blow he took from Ray. And then here's the scene that I kind of posted on Twitter, and I I did a side by side comparison of um, the shot of Luke caressing R two in the Force Awakens trailer to this shot in the Last Jedi, where it looks like it could be the same instance. So I don't know if we're looking at, again, this is what happens. This is the vision that Ray saw, and this yeah. is where it's coming true now. Or is that another flashback? I don't know, but those are a couple of theories I, that I think can happen. I have some other theories, but they involve spoilers, so I'm not going to get into them. But um, Okay. All right. I'll just say it. that there were some, there were some location spy photos that leaked very early in the filming. Of, oh. of the last jedi um okay they they yeah i think that this might be more related to that um, okay okay so so cool. yeah I, I don't think that that's uh, but but you know what i could be off base you could be right that that might actually be um more reference to the flashbacks to the force vision uh obviously mm. ray is going to have a vision I, one of the things that I find really interesting is the way that the trailer opens where it's sort of the star field and then it resolves and you realize that it's actually the yeah, yeah. the rocks and then Ray's hand comes in and all that. Um, I think that a lot of people think that that is for the trailer. I don't think that's for the trailer. I think that's in the movie. I think mm, that Ray okay. goes into the cave. I think that she has her vision um, and then I think her vision ends on a star field and that star field resolves into the rock and her hand comes down. Like, I think that that, I think that's going to be in the movie. I think that that shot as it is, is going to be in the movie, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Uh, we cut to Captain Phasma and some stormtroopers kind of come walking through some, some damage. So it looks like she's going to get some action. Hopefully Hashtag for Phasma. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cut to a uh, space battle, and then uh, again we end up with uh, what we talked about earlier about Luke, uh, kind of walking out of this uh, cave, saying those lines. So, um, for me, man, I totally uh, did what I had to do. It teased me big time. It's like after seeing that, I'm like, oh man, I want you just want more, man. I want to see some, I want to see some lightsaber clashes now. Hopefully, in the next full on trailer we get some months down the line here. We'll get another longer version, uh, possibly more information of what's going on in the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I just can't wait for man. This is did exactly what it had to do. It teased us and made you want more, and that's what it did. Um, yeah. Solid trailer. Uh, so really happy with with everything so far, man. A lot of stuff to think about and, and yeah. go over for the next seven or eight months or wherever the heck we're at now. So absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, it's so long, but that's yeah. okay. We got lots to talk about in the meantime. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess we're gonna um, finish up with this a couple more things. You want to? What you want to talk about? Uh, the um, remakers first, or let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, forces of destiny. So on on okay. Thursday yeah. night, actually no, on Wednesday night uh, at midnight, yeah, East Wednesday Coast night, time, yeah. so nine o'clock for us. Uh, EW announced. Uh, well, Lucasfilm announced via EW uh, forces of destiny, the new. Uh, uh, Star Wars sort of micro series, very similar to the Gendy Tartakovsky stuff, um, two to three minute short stories 
um, that are basically revolving around the female heroes of the Star Wars galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, uh, it's 2D animated. Um, <clears throat> the animation's a little, I think, I'll say it's a little on the crude side, but we haven't really seen too much of it in action. Um, mm-hmm. But what's more interesting than the animation itself is that the characters, in many instances, will be voiced by the original actors, uh, sort of wherever possible, right? So uh, that's great. Yeah, you know, Lupita Nyong'o's coming back, Daisy Ridley's coming back, uh, uh, Felicity Jones is coming back, and then of course on the the um, Clone Wars side, sort of the prequel era, we've got all the Clone Wars. Uh, voice actors theoretically coming back to to reprise those roles uh we know for sure uh cat Tabor and, and matt lanter coming back to do to do that stuff so yeah we're gonna get stories with uh and all the rebels voice actors as well of course we're gonna get stories with sabine with hera with leia with uh with ray with uh Jin, padme um Am I missing any? Ahsoka. Ahsoka, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's everybody. I yeah, think so that's all, yeah. We're going to get all those stories, um, and it's going to be stories focused around those characters. Um, and, uh, yeah, two- to three-minute episodes. What's really cool is that in some instances, some of those things, stories are going to cross over or interconnect. Um, and I think what's really, really cool is that one of the stories that they highlight is a story with princess leia on endor with wicked and uh, and hera will be in that story as well she'll be in that episode as well so that places hera around endor near mm. the battle of endor so um yeah, yeah. yeah i mean like like we're we're actually getting like surprising and it's all canon this is all all these stories are considered canon so, yeah, that's what surprised me, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, really, really cool. Um, Dave Filoni is sort of the executive producer. He's kind of heading it up. And uh, and it's being done by a different studio from the regular uh, animated loose film stuff. But, uh, but like I said, all canon. So really interested to see what comes out of that. We're definitely going to cover it on Rebels. I, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet. We're going to figure that out as we get a little bit closer. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, but, but we're definitely going to yeah. talk about it. Um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I know that uh, most people are really excited about it. I also know that there's a large number of dummies out there saying, you know, because in the video they kind of call out that, that, you know, these characters, the great thing about Star Wars is all the characters for, for young kids to look up to. And it focuses on female characters. And so there's all these guys out there, these guys, mm-hmm. these dumb guys saying, well, what about all the character? What about the stories for young boys to look up to? And <laughs> I just have to shake my head because it's like... What do you call the last 40 years of Star Wars? <laughs> you know, like the last 40 years of Luke Skywalker and yeah. Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Han Solo and even more recently Ezra and Kanan and Rowan Freemaker. 
right? Like, yeah, that's point one. Is that like, uh, what about the heroes for the boys to look up to? It's, this is that idea that like, oh, you're ruining my childhood. Whenever people say nonsense like that, it's like, I new things don't negate old things. That's not the way that time works. When the prequels came out, the original trilogy trilogy didn't suddenly cease to exist. They both exist. You can like three of the movies and not the other three. Nobody cares. Here's the thing, okay? Nobody cares. Nobody cares mm-hmm. what you think about the prequels, okay? People care what I think about the prequels. People care what Matt thinks about the prequels. But nobody cares what you think about the prequels. Unless you also have a podcast that people <laughs> listen to. But my point is that, like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Like, like you can like what you want to like. Nobody cares whether or not you like it if they like it they like it if you like it you like it if you hate it and they like it who cares just don't talk about it um or talk about it in a constructive manner that's also fine but be nice about it i more importantly stories about female characters shouldn't be a big deal and that's kind of the problem is that they are a big deal and that we have to have this conversation um Mm -hmm. Like, like, the other part of this is that just because the stories are about female characters doesn't mean that they can't be good examples for boys. The mm-hmm. point is that Star Wars does not look like the real world. Star Wars looks like a bunch of dudes hanging out with a couple of cute chicks. Okay? And uh, that's really great for boys. That's really great for men. Uh, and we all, well, I should say heterosexual men, right? We all look right. at it and go, oh, isn't this awesome? You know, it's like, oh, look at all these awesome dudes doing backflips and lightsabers and shooting first and then all that stuff. And then uh, it's pretty nice when the girls are in metal bikinis and get their midriff ripped off all strategically right. by uh, by by yes. space tigers, <laughs> right? Um <laughs> But it's it's all such like adolescent Nexos. male fantasy stuff, which there's nothing wrong with. Like like that's fine. There's nothing wrong yeah. with it. But don't then turn around and go, these movies are like what? There's good examples for women. It's like yeah, there's good examples for women, but there's also some pretty terrible examples of of how women should be represented, right? And I think mm-hmm. what we need is to sort of flip it a little bit. And we need some great stories about female heroes in Star Wars. Characters that, guess what? We all love. Do you, I'm sorry, do you, do you got problem? You got problem with Leia? You don't like hmm. Leia? Because if you don't like Princess Leia, then we have a problem. You don't like Ahsoka? If you don't like Ahsoka, you can just turn this podcast off and walk away. Right? Because, like, these are awesome characters. Hera, Sabine... Padme to a certain degree <laughs> maybe not fleshed out the best in the film certainly not in Revenge of the Sith but that's why we need these stories right Yeah. I was talking earlier about how the Clone Wars fixed a lot of the problems in the prequels it really developed Anakin's fall to the dark side uh, a character sure. that I don't think got as much screen time as she deserved was Padme um, and cer- certainly she got some great stories in there, but I feel like she could have been utilized even more. Um, and so getting some new Padme stories that flesh out her character and give us a little bit more of her 
That's only a good thing. It can, it's only mm. a good thing. As long as the stories are good, it's only a good thing. Yeah. Um, I think if, that, and if Dave's in charge, it's going to be good. Yeah, I know. It's like the, the thing that shocked me was I saw this and, and one that it was going to be canon. I'm like, wow, you're talking about, look at the character range. That, and we're, it's all going to be canon. This is crazy. And I, I'm a sucker for canon. I'll tell you what, I love that stuff. And then the other fact was that, that, you know, like, you're getting Daisy really coming in to do Ray. Like you said, yeah. you mentioned it. Felicity Jones is doing that. And Lupita Nyong'o is doing Mas Kanata. It's just like, man, it's again, doing that. I mean, that's, yeah. they're serious about this stuff. And, and I don't know, man, it's, it's going to, here's what I, here's the problem that I did years and years ago with Clone Wars. I saw that coming out and I thought, well, probably not for me. I'll tape it. And then I'll just, you know, check it out when I can. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? And, that was way back in, you know, 10 plus whatever it was, 2007, 2008. And then when yeah, I saw nine, nine, years, nine years later, look at you now. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, holy crap. What, what was I missing? You know, what did I think I was, you know, I don't know. So this is, uh, this is again, one of those, they're, they're kind of creating new stuff. And I love this. And this thing is supposed to debut, I think, uh, in July. And then they're yeah. going to do some more stuff on Disney, the Disney Channel. Yeah, so, so in, 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 in I think goes. I think it's July. Uh, they're gonna start putting out these these two to three minute episodes. They're the gonna put out on, a few of them um, on the Disney YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, and then there's gonna be a, kind of like a one hour special on the Disney mm-hmm. Channel, um, and uh, and it's all gonna kind of pull it all together, I assume. And uh, and then and then who knows what they're going to do next. Like that's the thing is that I think that they're using this as sort of a testing ground. But I I have to applaud Lucasfilm because they're doing what Disney and Marvel within Disney cannot even figure out and DC certainly has no idea how to how to tackle. And that it like they are telling stories aimed at young girls. Um, and don't like make no mistake. It's absolutely aimed at young girls. Young boys mm-hmm. are going to enjoy the heck out of it too. You know, boys like Ray just as much as girls. You know, like it. But you know, anyways, mm-hmm. we don't need to get into all that again. But but they they're managing to tell these stories without modifying the content, and I think that that's really important because so often what is done is boy properties, quote-unquote, are repackaged in girl-friendly versions. So you look mm-hmm. over at DC, and they've got DC superhero girls, where instead of you just telling stories about female superheroes in the DC universe, you feel the need to put them all in high school together so that they can talk about fashion and blogging and whatever things that they have that dc and warner brothers has decided are girl things to talk about right Mm -hmm. and so they've automatically what they've done is like they've segmented their audience what lucasfilm is trying to do what their plan is i'm fairly certain is to put these out everybody can enjoy them but girls can connect with it Mm-hmm. And and obviously the reason why it's over on the Disney YouTube and why it's going to be on Disney Channel is because you know like why are you going to put it on the Star Wars YouTube? Put it on the Star mm-hmm. Wars YouTube, all the Star Wars fans are going to see it. Well, guess what? They're already fans of Star Wars. We don't need to worry about them. 
right? right? You want to put it over on a Disney YouTube so that all these people who don't watch Star Wars check it out. And mm-hmm. these young girls who don't check check out Star Wars on a regular basis go, oh, there's something here for me too. And then they go to StarWars.com and they go to the Star Wars YouTube channel and they check out the trailer for The Last Jedi and they go see the movie and they become fans. And suddenly, you know, our, our galaxy is a little bit bigger, right? And that that's a that is a much smarter way to be inclusive. It's a much smarter way to uh, uh, be representative and and I and I think that Lucasfilm should be applauded for that because mm-hmm. like they've done great things within uh, you know since Disney took over with rebels and uh, the Force awakens and and Rogue one and you know like suddenly there are more female characters for uh, young girls to look up to in Star Wars and that's awesome but mm-hmm. this is something for them. Uh, and in the same way that Star Wars has kind of been for boys, quote unquote, uh, but girls could enjoy it. This will be for girls, quote unquote, but boys can enjoy it too. And so, right. you know, like I, I'm going to speaking as someone who has a daughter, uh, a daughter who is named after one of the uh, the aforementioned uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars characters. I, it's this is super important for me. This this matters to me because like I don't want her to grow up going Star Wars is for boys. Star Wars is for everybody, and and if there was one theme to Star Wars celebration this year, I think that was it. It says Star Wars is for everybody, young, old, men, women, American, whatever isn't American, which is the rest of the world. I, you know, like Star Wars is for everybody. Uh, And, and I think that what we need right now in the world is a little bit more of stuff for everybody and a little bit less of stuff for white dudes in the United States of America. Uh, Cause, (laughs) cause here's the deal. White dudes in the States, you've had it real good for a real long time. Spread we it around more. <laughs> Spread it around a little, right? Let everybody else have a little bit of fun too. Um, and guess what? You can have fun with them. <laughs> yeah. But if the whole no, world cool. is a happier place, that means your world's going to be a happier place too. And I think people lose sight of that. So yeah. people up in arms and griping about this, but more positivity than negativity. That's for sure. Um, yeah. and I, I just have no, to say it's... my piece. No, it's cool. I, I think, uh, again, this is – Disney has been on point with everything they're doing. So I have no doubt that this will be right up there with, with, the, with the other stuff that's out, as, as well as the next thing we'll talk about, which is the Freemaker Adventures yeah. in Season 2. I mean, we uh, got a lot of speculation over the summer, but indeed it is coming. Um, and, it, you know, it seems like they're doing some crazy stuff with, you know, joining the Empire fight and – you know, there's going to be, I guess I was reading about some costume changes they're going to have, and hair is going to show up, Mike. And so yep. they're really hitting this thing pretty hard. What do you think? Yeah. I, you know, everybody's asking me in, in the, the, uh, in the wake of Star Wars celebration, oh, are you really excited for The Last Jedi? Oh, you really like the trailer? And I'm going, like, Last Jedi? The Last Jedi isn't until December. 
The next yeah. thing I care about is the Freemaker Adventures. This is my <laughs> next thing on my Star Wars radar. Like, you know, and and many of our listeners who, who tuned in last summer know, um, we decided, oh, let's check out Freemaker Adventures. We'll cover it. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just an excuse for us to, to podcast over the summer. Mm. Sorry, excuse me. Um, well... It ended up being an awesome show, and uh, right. and it's no longer an excuse to podcast over the summer. Uh, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the Freemaker Adventures. I like the show. Uh, I liked season one. Uh, I'm really excited for season two. I think that it's a really well-crafted show. I think it, it is not getting nearly enough attention, getting shoved onto one of the side stages at Celebration. Um, yeah these characters are great i i i think again in the same vein that i talked about like you're saying like i like i said about about forces of destiny it's obviously aimed at girls i the freemaker adventures is obviously aimed at kids Mm -hmm. but it is an awesome show and an awesome show is an awesome show i don't care who it's aimed at if right. the writing is good, if the comedy is solid, if the story is sufficiently epic to be deemed Star Wars, that's an A+. That's an A+. Mm-hmm. And the production quality is stellar. It's top-notch. Um, the, the comedy, in some instances, has been, like, butt-gust laughing. Like, like I think oh, you yeah. and I both were very surprised at how often we laughed out loud at this show. Like I'm talking robot chicken level funny in some instances. (laughs) Palpatine and Vader on Freemaker adventures are just as good as Palpatine and Vader in in robot chicken. Mm -hmm. Like full stop end of conversation. There's no debate. Like, like they are just as good in Freemaker adventures. And there's some, hilarious stories in Freemaker Adventures that are even better than some of the stuff from Robot Chicken. Um, and then the story, the season one story was super epic um, with the, the Kyber Saber and uh, the way yeah. that it ended and sort of like that, that the intro and then the ending. It's just, it was very cool. It was very well done. And season two is gonna it looks like it's gonna be bigger and better new costumes uh quarry is showing up from star wars rebels from season two of star wars rebels hera is gonna show up general hera uh in a spiffy new jacket um mon mothma admiral akbar general maydeen um yeah i mean like look not to spoil too much of season one because i know that not everybody has seen it but everybody should go out pick up the blu-rays uh luke and leia show up (laughs) And there's a, there's a story (laughs) with them. So, and there is one of my absolute favorite Darth Vader (laughs) storylines involving a Naboo starfighter. And (laughs) oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like the show was awesome and season two is going to be awesome. And I'm so excited. And you know, there's only a handful of us, I think like star scavengers, uh, Jonah Marie. And I think, uh, Aaron Goins, uh, they've got their show uh, talking about it. Joan Marie was on the Rebels podcast uh, uh, last last year right. to, to help us cover while I was uh, indisposed. Uh, yes. And uh, I, I think 
I think uh, Skywalking Through Neverland. I think that those guys cover it as well. I don't know to what extent, but I know that they're fans. Um, but nobody else is really talking about this. Like, yeah. I feel like, like yeah. I don't know that I've really heard Rebel Force Radio talking about the Freemaker Adventures. I don't know if it's on their radar. And people can correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free to email me and tell me that I'm off base. But, like, because I, I don't really listen to the podcast regularly. But I'm talking about, like, Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. I don't see anybody out there pumping this up. And I think that they should be. Because, like I said, Star Wars is for everybody. That's what we learned at Celebration this year. Star Wars is yeah. for everybody, and that includes kids. Uh, if not, most importantly, kids. Um, hey, speaking of kids. Speaking of kids, yeah. Car is <laughs> upset that that more people aren't aren't uh, watching this. Aren't watching the Freemaker Adventures because she, she she liked it too. I think I think maybe she saw the last episode. I uh, yeah. yeah no I. It's a great show. Season two looks like it's going to be awesome. Um, the new sort of MacGuffin last season it was the it was the kyber saber this season it's this arrowhead starship that rowan is creating that is powered by a kyber crystal um and there's this great new great new villain uh, a droid built by emperor palpatine himself uh called moc uh which is short for my own creation which is like it's it's that's shorthand <laughs> in Lego circles, like between Lego correct collectors of like, this is my own creation. Like I, I, I made, this isn't a set, a Lego set. Like this is, I made this, it's my own creation. So, um, he's a, he's actually kind of creepy. Um, in the, when yeah, we saw no, the trailer, yeah. I thought that maybe he was a, an inquisitor, but, but no, he's like a droid. So I, yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's lots of great stuff coming and we're going to be all over it. We're gonna be all over it. So yeah, you can expect we'll be that. That's actually starting pretty soon, May fourth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think they're gonna no, do. No, I'm, I'm. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just to say, uh, this this show was like another surprise to me. The comedy. It's one of these shows. It's kind of like a Pixar thing for me, where I could the kids want to watch it. But I can watch it and have fun with it because the yeah. jokes and the story. And it's just like, again, another surprise from them where you're just like, man, this is great. Who's, why aren't more people watching this? The stuff with last season with, you know, Grabala and and Dengar and, and all that. Great, great, funny stuff. So I, I'm look, really looking forward to see what they do with season two. So Absolutely. good stuff. May 4th, I believe, is the... Uh, the date so yeah uh i guess we can wrap it up mike just talk about uh the last i guess just celebration as a whole and from the opening ceremonies with seeing george lucas out there and hayden christensen and all that was fantastic to everything else in between and i, I the closing ceremonies a little let down for me i thought we were going to get the animation new the new animated series or maybe a new standalone didn't get that so uh, it'll be coming sometime in the future but uh, any other comments between uh, the 40th anniversary and everything else at uh, Celebration, Mike? Yeah, great to see Harrison finally show up to a Star Wars celebration. Probably the only oh time Harrison Ford, duh. Probably yeah. the only time it'll ever happen. Uh, so if you weren't there, yeah. mm, too bad. Um, yeah. And that's how I feel. So <laughs> I, I wasn't there either. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I I guess I guess the only other thing is is just you know no announcement on celebrate on the next celebration. Uh, we know that. Oh, is that gonna, either? Yeah, there isn't going to be one in 2018. Um, so uh, I would say, expe- like, we expect it to be 2019. 
My guess is that the reason for that, the reason that it's been kind of, um, the announcement of that's been held off, is that Celebration is not going to be focused around a movie this time. It is going to be focused around the opening of Star Wars Land. So, yes. I, so I expect that as we get closer to a, an opening day for Star Wars Land, we will begin to learn about when Star Wars Celebration is going to happen. Um, yeah. So look forward to that. I, and we expect it to come back to Anaheim. And look, if it's in Anaheim or if it's in Orlando, if it is part of the opening of Star Wars Land, you can rest assured I will be there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cr- Crystal and I are going to be at day one of Star Wars Land. That's our plan. So um, uh, it's like a life goal. So you know we're going to hit that. Um, hopefully yeah. they do some press advance entry sort of stuff so that we can get in early. But um, yeah. it'd be really cool if there was some sort, or at least something for specifically for Star Wars fans. Um, mm-hmm. like a like they did Galactic Knights at Celebration this year. Um, so yeah, I expect news on that uh, probably sometime in 2018, uh, probably early 2018. Um, but movie news, Kathleen Kennedy said today uh, that you can expect to hear an announcement sometime this summer, and that says mm-hmm. to me D23. D23, yeah. D23 is in July. And um, so I expect that we're going to get an announcement. And uh, I said it before, I'll say it again. If it's not an Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone, I'm going to flip a table. (laughs) It's time. Look out, folks. It's time, right? It's time. time. I think we're in another scenario where they're working it out. And I think it's probably coming down to scheduling and budget. and that, that an Obi-Wan standalone is coming because Ewan is game um, and, and the fans are game. So uh, it's just a matter of when and and how. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that just like, man, Celebration 6, they were going to announce it. They were going to announce the Disney merger. I know it. I know mm-hmm. it. They were going to announce it. But... It didn't come together in time, so they didn't announce it. Because right. it felt like there was something missing at Celebration in, in what was that, 2012. And right. three months, four months later, three months later, yeah, September, October, in November, we learned right. Disney bought Lucasfilm and uh, 7, 8, and 9 were coming. Right? So I think we're in a similar situation where it's like Obi-Wan's coming. It's happening. But they're just not ready to make the announcement yet. They've got some yeah, detail. no, that's right. Yeah, and uh, well, after it's coming, after seeing that twins that uh, sons episode, you can definitely see like that was just a, a small portion. I mean, there's yeah, you could definitely make a movie and and uh, just just seeing that episode. That's all you. That's all you need right there. As far as celebration goes, though, I think you're exactly right. I think they are making this. Uh, they're not telling us when because they need. They're waiting for that for Disney, whatever, to tell them, hey, it looks like we're going to be able to open Disneyland or uh, Star Wars Land yeah. on both both uh, parks uh, so such and such time in 2019. Okay, yeah. that's when the next celebration is. Totally makes sense. Plus, you have potentially that movie coming out, the last of the new trilogy, 
possibly in May, because they're talking about going back to yeah. May releases, right? That could all end up coming out around the same time. That would be amazing to have in a, a celebration sometime in like in April with the opening of the new park and the new movie coming out that next month. So uh, I definitely think that's where they're looking at. That's why they haven't told us anything about celebration. They're waiting on a on a date. So and and they uh, might be yeah, holding so. off on telling us about Obi Wan because they don't want us to read too much into it. Because guess what? Ray is a Kenobi. Uh, oh, there he just dropped the bomb. <laughs> I'm still holding out. I hope she's a Skywalker, but we'll see. She's a Kenobi. I'm still holding she's on to Kenobi. that one. <laughs> nah, she's a Kenobi. Okay, we're going to bet. We're going to okay. bet. Okay, uh, we should. We bet. should. We should have a bet. We're going to bet something that we can cash in on the next celebration. I'll, I'll bet you dinner. All right. Wherever you want. Like, winner, okay. winner chooses dinner wherever they want. Winner chooses dinner. I, I'm down for that. All right. All right. Down for that. And, like, and, and the loser has to pay, obviously. All right. Yeah. In Star Wars land at yes. the next celebration. Okay. <laughs> All right. <there's> that. <laughs> Whether she's a Kenobi or a Skywalker. And if we're both yes. wrong, then we'll pay for each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm down. I like it. Let's awesome. do it. Let's do it. There it is. Cool. So I guess with that, uh, ooh, it's a ton of stuff, man. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about some more stuff yeah. here in the near future. But yeah, that was just a quick rundown of not necessarily quick, but. Our initial thoughts of yeah. what's going on uh, after the day after celebration. So tons of stuff. Great stuff, yeah. though, Mike. Uh, anything else before we sign off? Uh, no, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Of course, uh, you can get, stay tuned for all the latest Star Wars Rebels, Forces of Destiny, and Freemaker Adventures news by heading to rebelspodcast.com uh, and, uh, and checking us out there. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast on Twitter at rebels podcast. Uh, uh, and of course you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt. He's at the crankster. That is crankster with a K. Uh, and, uh, we are a part of the Thunderquack podcast network. Uh, hit the thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network and uh, I give them some love uh, while we take a li- just another short break until uh, Freemaker Adventures comes back, and then we'll be back. I, yeah. I, of course, if you like what you hear, you can support us by heading over to uh, I, Patreon. Uh, sorry, no, Thunderquack. I haven't done this in a while. There's been no podcast <laughs> for like three weeks. Store.thunderquack.com. Go to store.thunderquack.com. Pick up some merch. Get a t-shirt. Get a cell phone case. Get something. That money goes directly to whatever show you're you're purchasing from. Um, so if you want to directly support different shows, that's the best way to do it. There's some really cool stuff over there. Some great designs. Uh, if you want Kanan merch, if you want a shirt with Kanan's logo, that 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 claw, that three part claw thing that was on his armor. Uh, as far as I know, it is the only place on the internet to get a shirt with that on it. Um, I have it on a shirt, and I have it on my cell phone case, because uh, I love Kanan. Nice. He's my favorite. So, um, store.thunderquack.com to buy that stuff. Uh, if you want to support Thunderquack in general and get some cool rewards in the process uh, and be a part of the community, you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack. Kicking in, every little bit helps. So even if you can only give a dollar a month, uh, that is well worth it. We appreciate everybody who supports us. Uh, like I say, every little bit helps. And it and it goes towards uh, 
paying for hosting, uh, paying, paying for, uh, like hosting the files for the, for the podcast, um, for domain registrations, for website hosting, all that stuff. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. We have like nine podcasts in the, in the family and eight or nine podcasts. Can, I can never keep track. Um, and uh, and many of those podcasts wouldn't exist without the support of our Patreon uh, supporters. So we really appreciate that. And if you can if you can spare a dollar, just a dollar, um, once a month, uh, it goes a long way for us. So uh, consider that. Consider heading over yeah. to patreoncom thunderquack. You get for a dollar, you get access to the Thunderquack podcast, which is an exclusive podcast just for patreon supporters as well as the facebook group the exclusive facebook group just for patrons so um those are two great rewards and then as you go up in tiers there's there's more rewards to take advantage of um and they start doubling up and stuff as you go so i i do that we appreciate it patreon.com slash thunderquack rebelspodcast.com Thank you guys for listening. We will be back in a few weeks to talk about the Freemaker adventures, and we will see you then. See you soon.